Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's dumbest podcast network. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of All the Small Games. This is an indie podcast hosted by two gentlemen. One of those names is Levens, and that's my one. Hey, my name Stop. on the other. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know that my name is John. Uh, and this week on the show, we're going to be talking about uh, two good games, one not so good game. Yeah. Um, we'll be talking about Castle Crashes, which just um, the, came the, to Switch. The remaster. Is it remastered? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Castle Crashes remastered. Uh, not that I can tell no. what's remastered, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's called Castle Crashes remastered. And then uh, I'm going to be delving, or I have been delving, into uh, a, a style of a genre of game that has been referred to by some as Limbo Likes. Mm-hmm. Do they call them that? Yeah, In my I head, guess. that's what they are. Called by some, called by many, I all can, around the world. I consider Limbo an inside like, so... Hey, Limbo came first. I know, but I still do. <laughs> Limbo, inside is the, the, the creme de la creme. Yes, um, I'll be talking about Phobia It's Limbo Remastered <laughs> And I'll be talking about Far Loan Sales I've also got some emails to go through in this episode as well Sweet um, So let's kick things off with uh, Castle Crashes Hell yes um, This is a game that I played on PS3 It was an incredible year I think I played this and the Scott Pilgrim um, game that Ubisoft developed Yeah um, In the same year um, on my PS3 um, This initially this originally came to Xbox Live Arcade mm-hmm. um, And then came to PS3 maybe like a year afterwards It is a, um, it can be played with four players It's a beat-em-up brawler yeah. game In which you play a knight um, with a, Depending on which colour you choose He's a yeah, different colour knight um, Different powers They have different powers? Yeah What the fuck? Like green, green knight has poison yeah. Red knight has fire I had no idea Yeah there you what? go. I've only How ever played as the Green Knight. I know. I've only ever, I've almost finished this on Switch too. It's like the <laughs> second time I've never known. That's so great. I've never played this with, with, with like the way it should be played with with many people. Sure, of course. Um, this would be like like an incredible evening of co-op entertainment. Oh, yeah. Um, if uh, if you were to get uh, three friends together it's with yourself and yeah, playing it playing it again because I have it I have it like I still have it on my Xbox. It was it was backwards compatible, mm. but it's not a kind of game I'd be like I'm going to sit down on my Xbox and play this for a while. But playing yeah, it on- instead, I'm going to sit down in, on my couch next to my television and play a game that I could also play on my television. <laughs> sure. Um, Playing it again, I'm like, this is a game that's very much built for multiplayer because it doesn't, 
Like there are games that sort of in a similar vein where if you're playing multiplayer, they like ratchet up the difficulty because there's more people playing. Yeah. For Castle Crashers, it's like this is how difficult the game is. It's easier when you got more people. If you're by yourself, a tough titty. Yeah, get ready to grind. Yeah, just play. Yep. Um, yeah, so you play like yeah, one of four nights or up you know up to four nights mm-hmm. that uh, essentially you're just making your way through all these different terrains to rescue a bunch of princesses that are stolen uh, from your castle at the start of the game by a wizard. By a wizard, um, and but on the way you encounter uh, alien bees, um, <laughs> uh, shitting animals in the woods. Oh, I love all those shitting animals. That's great. Um, Some giant cat that keeps chasing you. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, you know, sharks, uh, all kinds of crazy bosses, um, and then, yeah, different, um, you know, giant weapons, giant um, enemies, small enemies that uh, come at you with like, you know, different, you've got to take, you know, take down it in different ways. Yeah. Um, it's, I was like, oh, I might just sit down and, you know, play a few levels of Castle Crashes because I remember loving it. Sure. Um, and I'm pretty sure I finished it on PS3. I just, I, I can't remember the end, how it ends. I got, I got real close. You go up to this, like, you, there's a level where you're kind of like riding a rocket up. Right. Like the, the final castle's like floating in space or something. Okay, something sure. weird like that. I'm in a desert area now. Um, and this still seems familiar, so I've definitely made it as far as I am now. But I've also, I think I'm like four or five hours in now. Right. I, mean, I think I think the whole the whole game can be beat in five hours if you're good at it. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm like maybe like an hour or two hours away from the end. Sure. Um, there's so much fun in yeah. this game. <clears throat> it's it's just it's like you mentioned Scott Pilgrim. I put those two on the same level of 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 like. Second wave brawlers because you have your Streets of Rage and all the original like River City, River City, yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. All the original sort of arcade stuff would be first wave. This is like the cream of the crop of the second wave. Mm. Like these are just the creme de la cream of the crop. Yeah, the um, it's just yeah, it's great. The the combat's really fun. Leveling up your character actually feels like. You do more damage, you get more magic, all that kind of well, stuff. Yeah, you get you get two points for the first every time you like when you level up, you get two points to add towards your your strength, your defense, your magic, and your agility. Um, speed, yeah, yeah, and uh, like you, uh, obviously, you, like you know, I don't know if you play like me, I'm just like make me stronger, make yeah. me stronger, and then like you're like shit, I need to be able to do more magic shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. There's even well, there's one castle that I got to last time I played it. It's like the entrance to the castle is protected by like a sheet of iron or something. And generally you're supposed to punch your way through these things. Yep. But there's a king who comes out the window and is like, ha you are not beefy enough to get into this castle. I'm like, God damn you. That's actually not linked to leveling up. That's an up- upgrade you, you've found. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, you have like a bow and arrow. You can get bombs. You can get... Um, different magic spells that you can do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I've only ever known that this was a game in which you had poisonous magic. Um, it's just very funny. <laughs> this is like it's like wait, you can you can reverse in Forza. Mario what? can jump. Yeah, Mario can go left. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been fun playing, and I think it's great to have it on Switch again. I think. Yeah, I can I can go to people like it's not like hey do you want to come over and play Castle Crashes? It can be like hey I'm here I have my Switch. Let's hey, play can Castle I impose Crash. Castle Crashes on you? Yeah, um, yeah, it's super fun. Uh, Angus Truscott, who I I, um, I host, host Hey Family. No, thank you so much for finishing my sentence. <laughs> no I, I had no idea where I was going yeah. there with it. Um, uh, he is turned off by this game because of the art style, right? Because it's very. Um, it's very like, cartoony. Yeah, like, you know, it's not too far removed from, like, Cyanide and Happiness, that kind of, like, edgy, like, yeah. sh- like purposely cheap-looking 
Um, like this, I like it a lot. Sure, but like it does look like that kind of like yeah, like he, he described it as like Invader Zim kind of level cartooning, which he, he's not a fan of at all. So like it, that might be the one thing that you would be find unappealing. I don't know. Um, it's I mean the the company that made it, the Behemoth, the Behemoth, Behemoth, um, have sort of based all the games they've made around this art style. Oh really? What yeah. else have they done? Um, Battle Block Theater. Okay. Off the top of my head. Um, and a couple of others. They did one recently that was... Um, Pit People. Pit People. That's the Alien one. Alien Hominid. Yes, Alien Hominid was like their first one, um, which then Castle Crashers followed on the Xbox Live because it was an Xbox Live exclusive released in 2008 and then came to PS in like 2011 or something like that. Dude, Pit People looks awesome. Yeah. It's only on Xbox One and Windows. So that uh, it's all right. So this must have been maybe um, the Behemoth. Are they owned by Microsoft? No, because they've definitely released games on on other things. I think I think initially when they were first starting out, they had like they were one of the Xbox Live Arcade developers. Yeah, I mean, even Battle Block Theater is only available on Xbox, Microsoft Windows, and and Mac. Huh. Okay. Well, I guess yeah, they are. Maybe they're yeah the fourth party of that, that even exists. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but um, it's it's super cool to have this game like uh, as a portable game just to play anywhere. Like it's, it lends itself so well, like a very cu- violent, cartoony game. The satisfaction in um, like I know we talk about how much we love you know cartoon and pixelated violence in our video games, but um, every I guess like a, it's either a critical hit or if you land like if you land a killing blow as your first strike after whittling down um, the, the knights that are the same size as you, your enemies, it decapitates them. Yeah. It's so satisfying just to see one of their heads just flying through the air. I always have a moment where I'm like, because when they die, they like coin, their bodies disappear and coins come up. Yeah. And I can never remember like, does the coin come from the head or the body? <laughs> it's the body, people. Yeah. The body. My, um, my, my wife's nephew. Say that, say that right. My wife. Thank you so much. Nephew. Um, <laughs> He came round once and I was like, oh, what do I have on my Xbox that I can play? So I set him up on Castle Crashers. And How old like, is he? He's like five, six. <laughs> I know. Um, I set him up on that. And then the next time he came over, I was like, oh, wait, I've got like Trials HD or whatever the latest Trials was. I'm like, it's a motorbike racing game. You'll love this. He played it for five minutes and then turned to me and was like, can we play Castle Crashers? <laughs> like every time he comes over now, he's like, can we, can we, can we please play Castle Crashers? So, That's great, yeah get, yeah. get this violent game for your kids. Yeah. It's Look, super you cut, fun. You cut the head off. Animals do poos in it. Yeah. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. What, what do we do next? The, the remaining good game or the bad game? All right. Well, let's go back to uh, Limbo, a game that I think is very important to both of us yes. in our video game history because it, uh, I remember this is another game that... Uh, I think it was an Xbox exclusive at first, right? Yes, that's right. Um, but it was during a time that you didn't have an Xbox. And so it came to PS3 and yes. you came over and we played it together. Yes. Um, and uh, Passing stuff back and forth. Yeah, every time you died, you, you, you passed the controller, which is, I, I think, like one of the best ways to play a co-op game. Um, it, co-op, it's, you know, of course. It, 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 turns every, it turns every game into a co-op game. Yeah, you know I mean? Any, yeah. anything puzzle-based and platformy, it's good to be like, I can't get this, here you go. Yeah, and like the, there was a, it's a great mix of like, yeah, there are some puzzles in that game and there's also just some like, you know, like, run as fast as you can sure. uh, to, to dodge from enemies. And um, there's like, you know, I guess like one of the hallmarks of this genre, like Limbo is like you're a, you're essentially, a, your character can't do anything except walk, maybe walk at a slightly faster pace and, and hold things. Yes. Um, like and, drag, drag, push stuff. and pull. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So uh, Limbo, you're, you're, you're trying to escape mm-hmm. something basically, um, which is also kind of a trope of the genre as well. Um, or go on a journey, I guess. Yep. And um, I guess traps are a part of the uh, part of the genre too. Like you'll you'll be walking through a seemingly innocent field, and then suddenly, like wham, bear yeah. trap. Yeah, you're dead instantly. Um, very very quick um, uh, death animations. Yes, uh, and then you're instantly brought back to the, the checkpoint, checkpoint to try and to try again. Uh, Limbo's great. I don't know if I ever need to replay it again. I remember the the, the uh, jump being very floaty and. Uh, yeah, that that kind of almost became a hallmark of the fr- of the genre as well. Um, li- uh, Inside, which was na- made, who who made this those Limbo and Inside? Play Dead. Play Dead. Inside is a like a perfect masterpiece, absolute masterpiece. Took everything, took everything they attempted with Limbo and polished it to a, a blinding shine. And like the the final half hour of that game is like some of the best video games yeah. I've ever done in my life. Yeah, um, and. Uh, there have been multiple uh, games kind of following in their footsteps. Like, I, I mean, they owe Limbo and Inside owe a lot to like another world, of course. I guess, um, and yep. uh, even Hearts of Dark- Heart of Darkness, which I talk about on the show a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think they really popularized this kind of like not quite. It's like a walking platformer, sure, as opposed to a running. And there, and there is like elements of horror within these games as well. Mm. Um, we have reviewed a more recent kind of game in this genre that Team Seventeen published. Um, the space one, something planet. Oh yeah. Oh, um, oh, I've wiped, we, I've wiped the name from my. It was something planet, right? Yeah. yeah. We 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 didn't we didn't like we, it. We yeah, that sucked. Planet Alpha. Planet Alpha. Oof. Yeah. Real uh, pooch. That was like, and it was again that we we're actually looking forward to. It was like a kind of like a space exploration. Yeah, game, the, but the it was trailers just, looked incredible for it. Uh, but oh. it was just. Was just kind of strange and and like and slow and sluggish yeah. and and the uh, storytelling wasn't great and and the, the the physics of the game are really really like irritating and yeah and the yeah it just it wasn't a very satisfying game to play mm. and I think at the end of the day these games I mean all games need to be but especially this genre like because you are so limited in what you can do as a character in these games if if there isn't a level of satisfaction when you reach each checkpoint like what the fuck is the point of playing yeah. 
So I've played two of these games in the last month, two of these style of games. One of them is called Phobia. Um, With and, an F. And uh, let me find who this one was published by. Uh, I should point out that Phobia is made by two people. <laughs> right. Uh, developed and published by Taptic. Um, and uh, uh, then I also played a game that um, recently came to Switch. It came out um, a couple of years ago. Last year it came out. Last year. I reviewed it. In one of our single-digit episodes, on, really, on Steam. yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I don't think you liked it as much as I did because I don't remember yeah, your review of it I'm at all. I'm interested to hear your your thoughts on it. Uh, so developed by Okomotive and uh, on using, uh, sorry, and published as well. I think maybe I can't remember. Whatever, it's on Switch now. Called Far Loan Sales, um, and uh, Phobia is like as close to a cheap copy of Limbo as possible. Right. But because I'm a fan of that game and I haven't played it in a while, I was like, fuck yeah, I'll play a weird copy version of this. Uh, it is available on um, Steam, Switch, Windows, Mac, and iPhone. Okay. Um, and uh, you are a girl trying to overcome her fears, which right. are represented by various obstacles in her path. Um, <clears throat> you can finish this game in like 10 minutes. Cool. If you don't right. die. But here's the thing: you're going to die a lot, Ugh. and it is the like the physics of this game are broken as fuck. Like, this is probably the most broken game I've ever played on Switch. Right? Um, it's like uh, basically, yeah, you're you're a girl in like a red coat, um, which gotta, is gotta have that splash of color. Yeah, I mean, like Little Nightmares is is, is a kind of game within this sure. genre as well. You you play a girl in a yellow yellow coat, rain yellow coat. raincoat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one you're you're, you're red. Um, and uh, everything else around you is black or white or grey mm-hmm. um, And uh, you're just heading from left to right um, You've got to jump over like certain gaps um, You have to walk over planks that break when you're halfway walking Ugh. over the plank And so you, there's, a, there's so many instant deaths sure. um, That you then have to go and, 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 and try again and again And that's fine, that's part of the genre You know, the, the kind of trap Suddenly like a spider stabs you in the head in, in limbo And you're like, fuck, okay, don't get too close to that spider Yeah um, But there's, there's like good ways to do that And then there's just cheap ways So the good way to do it is like, you know a boulder runs over your body all of a sudden and you hear the crunch of the of your body as the boulder runs over it and then suddenly you're back at the um yeah. at the respawn point. In phobia, when you die, there's very little sound, like there's there's very little um instrumentation in, in the soundtrack at all. There's very little foley of any kind. Okay. Just the step, 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 right. step of your character. Um when you get hit by anything, there's no sound effect. But the Joy Cons vibrate, okay. So and really loudly. <laughs> so like it's just like, <laughs> like, and that's how you die. And also your body, it doesn't fall limp. Like Ragdoll. It just stops. Ugh. Your body just stops and like kind of like is suddenly two D on the ground. Like, yeah, just in, in a lying down position. Garbage. Um, I get that. Like you know, this was made by a small team, and that you know you're limited in terms of animation, I guess, and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But, like, to release a game that, like, is just so unsatisfying to play and also, like, you know, there's multiple glitches, like, you'll die and then suddenly the, the screen will be going, like, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, like, 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 like glitching out and then, then suddenly you're just walking again. Um, there's, like, some very tricky platforming that you have to do with, like, um, wheels that have spikes on them for whatever reason. You've got to uh, traverse through maybe different ones of them. Maybe she's scared of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, every now and then you, like... Like a bird will fly into you, and the 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 Joy Cons just go, and then you're, you're respawn. There's what? like a fifteen second 
wait every oh, time you respawn. No. I don't know if like this is like this on all consoles. Um, but the thing is, though, visually, this game looks like it could be a really good game. And okay. it is the kind of thing, it's like, I, I hope that they listen to feedback and just fix this game, which is $10 on the Switch store for a right. game that you can finish in much less than half an hour if you don't die repeatedly. Sure. It probably took me just over an hour to okay. get through it all. I can't believe I finished it. Right. For whatever reason, I got, came home the other night after laughing about it with Angus after we recorded Hey Fam. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to finish this game. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, I scared of, I'm scared of not finishing this game. Yeah, and I, I, there's definitely a good game in here, which is the only reason why I'm talking about it. It's no point in talking about a game just to shit on it unless it's like a triple A game yeah. that, that hundreds of people worked on. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think the art style of this is, like, is, is cool and special. And I think... The, the puzzles, like, while not as satisfying as Limbo, I think this is a, a fun distraction. If yeah. you fix these little things, if you make the hitboxes uh, a lot more precise than they actually are, if you make the death animation a lot more noticeable, um, if you add some actual sound effects to this game. Um, this is, I mean, all this makes me very curious because you, you preface this by saying it was made by two people. Like, team size is not... Like Stardew Valley was made by one guy. I oh, know, I know, but like, but it's just, yeah, I'm, yeah. but that's my like. What it sounds like is they. I almost, didn't make a game, is what I'm saying. Huh? I don't made. I, I, I can't make a game. So, but no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to like, was there a time limit? Because it almost mm. sounds like they had a time limitation. Like we have enough money to make a game for one month. So whatever we're done with at the end of the month, we just got to put that well, on the store. Well, no, it came out thing. on Steam in June last year, and they've ported it to everything else since. But they haven't done any fixing. Well, but, and it, it sounds like the Switch is the worst version oh, of it. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. That's heavy. Um, I think there's a good game in here. I'm not recommending anyone pick it up unless... I think this would make for a hilarious um, streamed game okay. of people trying to get past certain sections and just dying and just this... Stupid characters, dumb body, just falling to the like, not even falling, just yeah, just suddenly being on on the the ground, ground, yeah. yeah. And 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 then as long as you could make sure you mic up with the joy con, so everyone hears the whenever you die. Uh, So yeah, that was uh, that was not the best experience, but uh, I I, I do think there is a good game within Phobia, which is uh, available on most platforms. Um, So is uh, Far Lone Sales is available on PS4, Xbox One, Windows, and Mac, and uh, just came to Switch in the last month. Um, yeah, developed by Okomotive. Um, this is a game that is less about trying to escape and more about someone going on a journey. Yes. And uh, you are this little dude who uh, we see at a tree at the beginning and as you make your way through your house. Seems to be mourning someone. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, like the bad shit's happened in all of these games. And you're sure. Try- you, so you are trying to escape something, I guess. Yeah. Go on a journey to honor this this person. But what makes Far Lone Sales different is that this is a game where pretty early on in the game you have a boat. Um, like a land boat Yeah um, so, so it's like a It's a, a car with a sail on it mm. um, And uh, the game is Like one half of the game Is like a limbo-like Where you're making your way From left to right And avoiding obstacles And that kind of thing But then the rest of the game Is uh, <clears throat> like an inventory Not inventory management Like a um, Almost I, I compare it to like It's like a vehicle management Yeah Thing But it's almost like Reminded me a little of like Lovers in Dangerous Space yes, Time Yes I was going to use that As an example Yeah too. Um, basically, you have to uh, find fuel for your land boat, which you can which you can do the your land boat. I'm not sure if it's added at some yeah, point. Yeah, you, you have, have a vacuum upgrade a vacuum system. that can pick it up. Before, yeah. like early on in the game, you're like you're 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 every time you go past something that you could use as fuel, you you, you stop the your, your boat, you jump out, and, and then you go through and, yeah. and pick it up and drag it onto your onto your ship. Um, you also have to manage like um, the heat 
every now and then you've got to release the steam from yep. the, from the engine you're using. Um, there's a brake. Um, that you're, yeah, you also have to, you have to constantly be put, refueling your engine, and then uh, you you quit pretty early on. You get a sale added mm-hmm. to this to this car, um, and uh, the sale. There's brilliant moments where like you you make your way through like a um, like a pretty difficult section where there's like fire that you've got to put out. Like is like your, your ship reg- regularly catches fire or, the, yeah. or electrical fault, so you have it's to, a real piece of shit. So you have to like yeah put out the fires and then you'll get through it and then you'll be able to put the sail up and just kick back and enjoy the, the sail part. Um, and, and watch as you, you know, progress without having to stoke the engine or, you know, release steam. Mm. Did you finish this game? Yes. I, I loved this. Yeah? I was... Um, I, I, I worked very hard over the week, this, this past weekend. Um, and on, um, on... No, sorry, it was last Thursday. I did a gig all Thursday night. And I, um, I was tired as fuck and I should have gone to bed. But I was like, no, I just want to play something relaxing. And besides the small moments where you are managing different things within your boat. I found this like really chill and and, yeah. and relaxing and, and really satisfying to play as well. Like as you, as you, you know, by the end of like the three hours it takes to finish this game, you, you're, you're quite good at managing all the different things yeah. you have to do to ensure your engine never cuts out. And the ending is so cool. Like the, the final, the final thing that you discover before the end, which is like, in which you are kind of like doing like a boss level version of managing the ship. Is that the volcano? No, hmm. oh, it's before the volcano. Oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. it's the the giant. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, we're getting as vague as possible. Sure. I I thought that was awesome, and it was it was so cool and so satisfying, and just felt like a great, like, you know, I feel like in Inside, it's a, that's an amazing journey. But at no point do you have to bring any of the skills that you've learnt throughout the game together to yeah. kind of like beat an extreme version of of the challenges that you've been facing in that game so far. Um, and I thought this game did a really, really good job of doing it. Like, yeah. yeah and, and it's not something that I, I would expect from this genre. From from memory, my thoughts on it were, I found the landscape you were rolling through beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like just very, in in that sort of, in that sort like, of gray, post-apocalyptic way. But yeah. like the, the, the scale of it just gave me like, it was, it was lovely to roll through that stuff. The gameplay I was fine with. I think it was just for me that... The story was a bit too subtle, right? There weren't enough beats, kind of, within the story. I think, to... Yeah, when I when I approach a game like this, um, all I uh, all I expect is the story to be like your character goes on a journey. Sure. Like, what's the story of Inside? Um, I mean, look, it's very open to interpretation, and we don't have another like we I mean, don't but we that... don't do two hour podcasts anymore, Levin. So I can't get into open it. To interpretation story wise, like you know, oh, play dead, play dead and limbo particularly are, but oh, like, there is lore and stuff you can find within the world, isn't there? If you go back and replay it, there's there's a secret ending that kind of changes, right? The the sort of like. It's very much like whoa kind of thing, but, but I mean, like you know, like Journey is a brilliant game, and that has no story to it. Sure, and I, and I would put this in, the, in that same category. It's just this it is a, this it, like Journey. This is a journey based game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, look, I I certainly didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah. I might have to, I might go back and listen to uh to to your review of it now actually, and see what you actually what you actually thought of it because I don't remember you talking about it at all. It was very. It was like when we when we used to do like. Three hour long episode. It was it was bef- games. before I had a, a switch, right? So my contribution to this was whatever I could pull off, whatever, whatever. It was our, right, it was our third episode. Yeah, whatever I could play on my PC. So I talked about Yoku's Island Express, House Flipper. I remember you talking about House Flipper. Uh-huh. 
the first Bloodstained Curse of the Moon game, Fireland Sales, Hollow Knight again, Runner 3, Overwhelm. Yeah, right, cool. Good, great episode. Yeah. Go back and listen to, to John's review of Fireland Sales if you're not satisfied with mine. Sure. Um, but I would recommend this game. And yeah. it, it, it was another great one on handheld just to just kind of play on the couch. I have... I. I I imagine it would look even a lot considerably better on on, on my TV, but I I just love playing in handheld, and I, that's why I'm. Oh I'm, no! After we finish recording, I'm going to buy that yellow Switch Lite. <laughs> so, in the interest of helping you stop buying stuff, we can never end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the world's first infinite podcast, yeah, guys. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we've got some letters in the letterbox. Yeah, that's right. Some letters in the letterbox. It's a, it's a famous mail segment. Uh, you can email us at all the small games at gmail.com, which is exactly what Nick Stewart did this week. Oh, good on you, Nick. Subject, build your own roguelike. Mm. Uh, no, no greeting whatsoever. Just straight into it. Damn, man with a, yeah, man with a they know They say. know exactly what they're doing. Lots of people hold the opinion that roguelikes only really begin once you are pushing towards the hardest secret bosses or 100% item unlocks Isaac and Gungeon or able to outplay bad RNG. Slay the... I don't know. What's RNG? Random number generator. Oh, right, sure. Slay the Spire. These people obviously play for the particular core loop and the roguelike element makes it an endless experience. This is is the worst punctuated email I've ever read in my life. (laughs) Is there a mechanic you enjoy enough that could be a hook for you to get deeply involved in a similar way. Jetpack. <laughs> the ability to honk. There's like, as a massive fan of uh, Metroidvanias, there are certain upgrades that you get like towards the end of, of different games. Like sure. I remember when you get the the jetpack upgrade in SteamWorld Dig yeah. 2. I'm just like, oh my God, why didn't I have this for the entire game? Um, I feel the same way about a flint hook yep. um, or a hook shot. Um, I, that's why Flint Hook is such a, a, a special game to me. I love being able to traverse with that, but often I forget that I have it. Yes. No, no, no. I always remember Flint Hook. It's, it's the, the time slowdown mechanic that yeah. I always forget I have. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, but is this specific to roguelikes or? I guess just in general. Is there a, like that's that's the. Let, let, let's pick apart this, uh, this email. Oh, God. <laughs> Lots of people hold the opinion that roguelikes only really begin. Once you are pushing towards the harder secret bosses or 100% item unlocks. I'm going to need a citation for that, Nick. Or able to outplay bad RNG. Random number generator. But okay, then there's no, there's no full stop. So it could be or able to outplay bad RNG these people obviously play for the particular game loop. Or do you reckon there's a new sentence? These people obviously play for the particular core loop. I feel, yeah. Okay. And the roguelike element makes it an endless experience. Is there a mechanic you enjoy enough? That could be a hook for you to get deeply involved in a similar way. So yeah, if a roguelike had a jetpack, oh hell yeah! But Flint Hawk is 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 a is a roguelike. That's that. I think yeah. I mean, my I mean, I like it when a roguelike goes. You've you've played and achieved this thing. Now on starting, you have this option to unlock. Like Enter the Gungeon does this, where it's like you've unlocked a new character you can use, kind of thing. Like. Don't make me start from the same place every time. Vary up my starting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've never. I have to admit, I've like, even though I've played a ton of roguelikes, I've only really ever gotten. I've, I've, I've not gotten towards the, you know, the, the harder yeah, secret hit, bosses or anything like yeah. that. Like I just all, all the stuff he says, people enjoy roguelikes. Where I'm like, I've never done. Any I think of that's that. that's that kind of stuff is for people that don't host podcasts where people expect them to talk about a different game each week. Sure, of course. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm I'm interested in it. I would love an expert to help me get better at roguelikes, particularly Slay the Spire, mm. um, because uh, I've always felt like that with fighting games. 
Oh yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that is just a case of like muscle memory from sure. memorizing the buttons, so you don't have to look at them as you do the combos. Yeah, but still, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess honestly, the mechanic that I I would need to get deep more deeply involved is infinite time in my own life. Sure, and then I would just play roguelikes constantly. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. It's easy as that, Nick. Infinite, but, infinite but time. also a honk button and a honk would button, help. Of course, yeah, yeah. Why to honk? Um, we also got an email from Connor who responded to uh, something we spoke about a few weeks ago. Uh, they uh, we, we did a, a, a little answered an email. Who was the email from? Uh, about LGBTQI characters yes, and course. themes within uh, indie games. Um, Seth. Seth emailed us a couple episodes ago and uh, Connor was kind enough to send us a list of some additional games that they recommend uh, with some excellent content that Seth might enjoy and many other listeners as well. Look at us. We're just, we're connecting people here. This Uh, is great. So um, yeah, 2064 and Valhalla, two games that I mentioned. Connor actually was uh, the one who put me on to Valhalla in the first place. Okay. And those are two of their big picks. But also, uh, Red Strings Club, which is another oh, yes, um, a Devolver yes, yes. game that's actually on my um, on my Switch, ready for me to play. Yeah. Uh, Connor says it fits in nicely with uh, those two, 2064 and Valhalla. Uh, with great, it's a great cyberpunk adventure game with a gay lead and lots of other queer identities in the game. Cool. Um, they also recommend Butterfly Soup, a wholesome visual novel around the friendship of four queer people of color. Um, Heaven Will Be Mine. Uh, is Connor's fave of all the LGBTQI plus visual novels because it's about queer MCs and mechs. Do you reckon MCs stands for like 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 as in the, the rappers? Mo- rappers, motorcycle clubs, um, <laughs> master uh, master chefs, master. Yeah, I'm I'm going with uh, rappers. Um, maybe it's a. Uh, oh wow, this looks gorgeous. What is this on? Okay, it's it's developed. It's published by. Public, pillow Fight Games and Worst Girl Games for Windows and Mac. Okay. And iOS. It's on iOS too. I might check this out. Heaven Will Be Mine. Heaven this Will looks, Be Mine. The art style looks gorgeous. It's a mech here. Yeah. Heaven Will Be Mine takes the mecha genre and cranks it up to... What do you reckon we're going to say? 11? No. Cranks up the sexual tension. Oh, right. Whoever, anyone who's ever felt uncomfortable in their own body, try these giant fighting robots on for size. I'm totally going to try this. This is awesome. Cool. Cool. Very keen. Um, and... Uh, it's vaguely. Um, who's the guy that did uh, Scott Pilgrim? Uh, Brian Lee O'Malley. Brian, it's vaguely Brian Lee O'Malley. So like yeah, like a uh, a uh, Western person ripping off anime, uh, ripping yeah. off manga. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Connor also recommends The Missing, J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories. Okay. Madman Sweary sixty five, who is uh, the guy who did. Um, what are those? What's that Japanese game that just got announced for Switch and they're making a sequel? It was shadow dropped in the most recent Nintendo Direct. Buh. Um, oh, I should just look up Sweary sixty five. I think it's like uh, something Premonition, Deadly Premonition, Deadly Premonition. Yes, yeah, right. So, um, a, yeah, prequel coming. A horror platformer about a trans person and their pains and struggles, but also full of hope. Opening with the line: "This game was made with the belief that nobody is wrong for being what they are." Great message. Damn straight. Uh, Connor also goes on to recommend One Night Hot Springs, a short, free, and sweet little game about being trans in Japan. Uh, we Know the Devil, another adventure game, but this time about fighting demons and growing up queer in a, in a religious society. Um, of Gods and Men, a cool turn-based game with a non-binary character and plenty of queer subtext. And finally, Rabi Rebi, an anime Metroidvania bullshit, but with gay romance options. Hell yeah. Thank you, Connor, for an incredible list of games to add to my already incredible list of games that I need to play. 
um, of today of all game, today, this week of all, this month of all months. So oh what, boy, what are getting out? Uh, this, but I mean, if you if you were an, an insane this, person that wants more games added to this crazy month, yeah, there you go. There's this a is bunch. this is being recorded in September, by the way. When because you said this month of all months, yeah, and it, go, think, it goes up in, in in September too. Isn't this this app's coming out in October? Oh, right, it's coming October the first. Yeah, God damn it. Well, Connor, you get. You, 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 you've dodged a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much to Connor and everyone who emails us. And if you'd like to do the same, all the small games at gmail.com. Of course, you can also get in touch through Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at 16 tacos. And I'm at Lev Dog. And the show is at all the small game. We couldn't fit the final S in there. So make do. Um, we're yes. also on Facebook, facebook.com slash all the small games. Yep. Thank you so much for listening for another, to another episode of uh, all the small games. We'll be back next week. Um, with fuck, I don't even know what the fuck. I think the, the, the new ukulele game is out. Oh, really? Um, which definitely I'm, and definitely more Apple Arcade stuff. Of course, plenty of Apple Arcade. We yeah. didn't talk about any of it this we get, week. So we gave you guys a week off, but we're going <laughs> we're going back in next week. Yeah. Um. Hold on. What else have we got? We got uh. Oh no, that's not quite. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Ukulele might maybe. Ukulele sure. and the impossible there. It's a possibility. Concrete genies that count. Yeah, it might be a Sony yeah, published one. Possibly. Okay. Anyway, see you next yeah, week. Bye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.